0: Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. Why? Because I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, the things that matter to you, like why the world isn't working right now, because we all get that it's not working. There's hatred and divisive. We're fighting each other rather than working towards God's kingdom. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but just won't admit. First off, know that you're not alone. We're all the same in our struggles. I'm Joseph Warren. I'm your host, your coach, your friend. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice, but God spared my life. Why did he spare my life? Because he has a higher purpose for me. Hopefully I'm living that now. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted, who wants to be loved, who wants to be reminded that there's a higher purpose for your life. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. And if you are one of the thousands of people who listen to us in over 36 countries, it keeps climbing guys, over 36 countries every single week, I just want to say how much I appreciate that you come back and listen every single week. Thanks for that. Today, our featured guest is Matt Lozano. Matt was on the show previously, and Matt is the Director of Leadership Development at Heart of the Father Ministries. Uh, If you're Catholic, even if you're uh, a non-denominational Christian, maybe you've heard of the best-selling book by he and his father at Unbound, right? Heart of the Father, the Unbound Ministries. And Matt was just talking about how he just did an unbound conference here in my neighborhood in Florida. And he did it for a whole bunch of priests, right? These are priests that want to not only grow closer to God for themselves, but they want to bring this discipline, this unbound discipline to their congregation. And I think that's so cool. Uh, Matt and his wife, Jennifer, they have four kids. They live in Philadelphia. We forgive you for that, Matt. That man. Cool, <laughs> you know? So he's the uh, the co-author of Unbound Ministry Guidebook, and today we're talking about the book that he wrote, uh, Abba's Heart. And Abba's Heart was, guys. I just got to tell you, I read this book, and God transformed areas of my life. Uh, he introduced me to Himself as the Father, right? And and He just filled in some of these holes, some of these gaps from my childhood where I just had this distorted view of God, the father, and it was based on my human, my view of my human father and what that relationship was. And, and I know for you and I know for uh, you know, all the listeners out there, it's like, whatever your relationship was with your human dad, that's pretty much the the lenses or the glasses that you look at God, the father with. So if you had a broken relationship with your dad, you probably have a broken relationship with God the Father, right? So we're going to talk about that today, and and Matt's going to speak about what it's like to live in the Father's house. So what we mean by that is, Once you repent, once you finish the prodigal son or daughter years and you go back to God and you say, God, I'm sorry, I messed up, I screwed up, you know, just bring me back into the house, make me a slave, I'll do anything. Mm -hmm. And you come back to God, not so much out of love, but out of necessity, like I did, right? Like the prodigal son did, right? He needed to eat. That's why he came back to the father. He didn't come back because he loved his father. He wasn't even there yet right? Emotionally, mentally, he was still very self-centered, but the father welcomed him back. God, the father wants to welcome you back. So Matt, I just jumped a lot into that, right? But we're going to circle back. Matt, take a minute and share with us something personal about you that very few people know and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, one thing I'll add to the bio is that uh, my wife is expecting our, our fifth child so wow. uh, <laughs>
0: congratulations buddy you're populating the planet you're multiplying you're obeying god's <laughs> commands well done
1: so we're expecting a little girl in in august and uh we're just so excited and for many our our youngest is seven years old and our oldest is 15 so we feel like new parents all over again and uh we're just in we're just enjoying it we really are so pray for my wife, who's who's going through, g- going to be in third trimester in the middle of a a hot summer.
0: <laughs> wow! If you're a mom out there listening to this show right now, pray for Matt's Prayers. wife. You know exactly <laughs> what she's going through. Yeah, Matt, uh, share something personal. Um, very few people in your business life know about you.
1: In my business life. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I am a I'm a huge Eagles fan. When as soon as you mentioned my city, I wanted to say Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Why don't you just rub it in, bro? Go ahead. <laughs> we don't get to do that very often. So Got it, might as well. Um, and uh I, I love sports. I'm a sports fanatic. I love I love watching my kids play sports, which is one of the greatest pleasures I I have. And uh yeah, there's there's just uh I love Jesus. I'm a Jesus man. (laughs) I have been for for about 20 years now. So, uh,
0: yeah. Very cool. Well, Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, BC Nation, if you want to hear more about Matt's faith journey um, 20 years ago and and how God pulled him closer and closer and closer to him, uh, go ahead and listen to one of the previous episodes. Just uh, go to brokencatholic.com pull up the episode with Matt Lozano and hear his faith journey. Today, we're not going to focus on that. Today, we're going to focus on, Matt, your book, Heart of the Father, uh, Living in the Father's House. So go ahead and kind of like set the stage for us, okay? Uh, You know, BC Nation hasn't read your book yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us, let's start with this. What did God put on your heart to write that book?
1: Well, it's, it's actually a book that I wrote with my father, which is kind of interesting. You know, it's a book about the father. Uh, and, and the main point of the book is that, uh, Jesus reveals the father to us and he enables us to enter into a relationship with God, uh, where we know him as our father. And, um, for, for many ways, it was my father's journey, uh, walking through his own brokenness and coming to know as a disciple of jesus that jesus the whole time had been leading him to the father Mm. and uh just that that the book is really a journey to getting to know the father through the son so it's Mm. kind of uh it's kind of fitting that i was able to co-author the book and and help my father's thoughts become clear and and communicate
0: uh what god had put in
1: his heart um to folks who who
0: want to know the father. So that's interesting. So what I just heard you say is that your father was able to communicate better through his son.
1: Right? Yeah. He he sent me, you know, his his outlines for all the chapters and I I was able to fill in the blanks and kind of script it out and uh add add some personal stories from from my own experience and and my own life as a father and uh mm. and, you know, it fit
0: together. <laughs> so Matt, tell me this, right? Why is it so important for you to have gotten that message out to the world, you and your dad? Why is it so important? Because, and let me just premise this question with, whether it's in the Catholic tradition or it's uh, Protestant, right? All different denominations. One thing I see over and over and over and over again is we are in love with Jesus and then we stop there. Yeah. And we don't pass through Jesus and really fall in love with the father and, and let alone the the Holy spirit. Right. And there's three persons in the Trinity and we forget that. And we get, we become enamored with Jesus, which is not a bad thing, but it's incomplete. And here's why Jesus came for one purpose, to show us the father. Yeah. Right. This is why I've come to show you the father. I am in the father. The father is in me. We are one. Right? These are not my words. These are the Father's words, right? It's all about showing us the Father. Yet we we get stopped and and, and we don't look through Jesus as the window to the Father. We look at the glass that we call Jesus, if that makes any sense. Speak Mm -hmm. to that. You know, where did that, what, why did you have to get that message out? Why was that so important? What did God put on your heart?
1: Well, I think for me and for my own journey, I can see that. most of my growth as a Christian, most of the the maturity that took place in my life took place after I began a relationship with God, the father, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because most of us, we come to Jesus and we encounter him as the savior first. He Mm -hmm. washes us of our sins. He sets us free. And that's glorious. It's amazing. There's nothing quite like that. Uh, And we identify him with him as the savior. And then, he becomes Lord. And so we become a disciple of his, we learn, we learn a new way of life. We, we follow him. We notice things in his life that doesn't match up with ours and we repent and we begin to change. And, and that's amazing too, you know, to leave that life behind. Uh, But really the, the key to uh, becoming Christ-like is to know the Father the way that Jesus knew the Father, which is a father-son relationship. And that's where everything that that Jesus was and did flowed from. You know, uh, Pope mm. Benedict said that that Jesus' relationship with the Father was the core of his personality. <laughs> mm. So, So if we want to be Christ-like, if we want to grow up, really it's about growing up, we have to be fathered. We have to have a relationship with the Father where he... He speaks into our life and we, we grow in trust and we grow in joy. We grow in our ability to, to relate to him as father. And that's what Jesus has has always wanted and, and has been drawing us to. So, you know, I, I look at a lot of our, our immaturities, you know, in our walk, a lot of the things that are, are not functioning well, we're, it's, it's really because we're not plugged into a relationship with, with God, the father. And that, that's mm. what Jesus wants for us. Got
0: it. That's powerful stuff. Um, so right now we're listening to Matt Lozano and you can find him at heartofthefather.com. That's heartofthefather.com. Matt, speak to me about this. You know, I, I get what you're saying. I'm hearing it, right? And I'm thinking through my listeners right now. What's going on in my listeners' mind? Because I know I was there. Mm. If I come from a broken father relationship like you know i i know there's there's a listener right now that has been sexually molested by their dad who's listening to this episode right now mm. and they do not know how to get past that and because of it there's a broken trust with their human father there's going to be a broken trust with god the father because why did he let that happen to me right that's that's what's in the back of the head Speak to that, would you? Speak to that person. um, Sure. Connect connect that bridge for them as far as what the father wants to show them.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's two things I would say uh, to you if you're that person out there. Is uh, one, the father is brokenhearted. He wept over you. He uh, he was touched by the sin in this world and the pain, uh, that was caused. And, and he, he did not, he, he did not, uh, casually sit there, uh, when you were, uh, suffering, he, he felt your pain. And what he did was he said, I'll send my son for you. You know, his heart was touched. He was, he was, um, deeply aware personally. He was, his heart was moved by your pain and that's why he sent his son. And when he sent his son, he sent the very best of himself he sent uh, the fullness of God to rescue you and to rescue the whole world uh, from sin so the father um, he's not like uh, those those images of the father that we see in our life the 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 poor representations of father fatherhood he's the one who sent jesus and He's also the one who comes to us through Jesus. So when we see Jesus and the way he loves, the way he he serves, the way he's compassionate, that is the Father's heart for us. And the second thing we need to know about the Father that helps us overcome the, the faulty foundations is that he's full of joy. When we come home, when we return to him, the Father is just rejoicing over us he he knows the end of your story uh, from the beginning so even in your brokenness even in the the emptiness he's he's rejoicing that you've come home to him there's one story in the in the book that's that's really powerful there's a a a woman who who came to us for prayer and and she was saying to her husband before uh, she received unbound ministry you know how is it that god could could heal you know, such a faulty, I have such a faulty foundation. You know, the foundation of her life was just so cracked and so broken and so, so messed up. And uh, she came to us for ministry and she began to go through the issues of her life and to forgive the people that had wounded her and just bring all those things before the father. And uh, when it came time for the father's blessing, uh, the woman who was interceding with us, she was on team, she she said, I feel like the father wants you to know that he's restoring your faulty foundation, that he's just, he's just healing the cracks in your foundation. <laughs> so she's speaking directly to the question, the question she had only told her husband mm-hmm. and the father was giving her the answer, I'm restoring that foundation. And we, we see that in the book of Isaiah, he's, he's restoring the ancient ruins And um, that's what God wants to do for all of us uh, through Christ is that as we, as we embrace him, that as we open ourselves up to him, he can actually put things in us that were never given to us by our earthly parents. He can give to us. uh, And one thing she said, she said, the father dropped an I belong into my heart. You know, Mm. those of us that were raised feeling like orphans, they felt like, gosh, I never got what I needed from my earthly father the father through the holy spirit can can drop those things into us and he can also remind us of ways in which he's been blessing us throughout our whole life you know those moments in life when people did speak into us those moments when when people did love us and and bless us he can remind us of those things so it's it's a journey we don't get it all at once but you're not hopeless. And, and because of the victory of Jesus, you have been invited into just a new life, a new, a new, uh, a totally new reality where you can experience belonging and hope and, and uh, the friendship of the father. And he wants that for us. He's the father who runs to us. He doesn't, he doesn't hesitate when we come home, he runs
0: to us and he embraces us. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to that. When you just mentioned Matt about, you know, being an orphan, um, it just made me recall literally uh, before we started uh, the show, I was speaking with a close friend of mine and yes, last night we had uh, a five minute chat, which turned into a 35 minute chat Mm. and things just opened up and I was able through God's grace to just see a blind spot, you know, in, in my, my buddy and the blind spot was, this was he um, somehow when people contribute to to him, um, show him love, mm-hmm. um, value, speak truth into him, help him, guide him, coach him, whatever uh, all these things, he occurs as ungrateful. He takes it. He's like, thank you so much. Right. And then when, then he'll apply some of these things to his life and his life gets better. Right. And it works. Mm. And he cleans up different areas of his life he's done. And then I've witnessed it myself when people ask him, Hey, I noticed a change in this area of your life. What did you do? He tells him what he did, but he takes credit for all of it. Mm. He doesn't give credit to the people who contributed to him. And, you know, it was, it was so missing something. And I spoke to him yesterday and I was like, dude, this is a blind spot. Like, why do you think you do that? Like, you don't give credit to the people that actually helped you have the insight, have the breakthrough, gave you what you need, gave love to you. You don't give them the credit. You take it for yourself and act like, oh, I did it all by myself. Mm. Like, you, like you figured it out. And it's this, this uh, false ego and pride and cockiness and inter in independence. I don't need anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's, he's had that his whole life. And so we kind of like journey through that together and, and he opened up to it and he goes, he like leaned back a little and then his eyes kind of got watery and he's like, that's jacked up. Like, why do I do that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Why do you think you do that? And he was like, I've been doing that my whole life. He's like, you know, and then he had like this aha moment. I was like, what 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 were you thinking about there? And he goes, well, I was just thinking about like all the times my mom and my dad have loaned me money Mm -hmm. and how I would be bitter and resentful in taking it because I feel like if I give them credit or I act grateful, then I'm giving them power over me. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So it's like, I said, listen, buddy, here's your struggle. Here's your blind spot. You don't know how to receive love. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't know how to receive love and then be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is human love right? Even from your own parents, your parents. Mm. I was like, do you get when they're giving you money? That's them saying, I love you. Mm. They're loving on you. Mm -hmm. They want you to do well. They want you to succeed. Right? And he's like, yeah. And I actually hold it against them. And I was like, yeah, you punish them for loving you. Yeah. And how many of us punish the people around us for loving us? Because Mm -hmm. we don't know how to receive love because we've been hurt. We've been wounded. What you said, Matt. We've come from these broken childhoods, like that that lady that you were talking about, and we don't know how to, you know, receive human love. Well, of course, we do. We, we're not going to be able to receive God the Father's love, Yeah. right? We've got to work through this. What shows up for you in that, Matt? Well,
1: the whole time you were sharing, I was actually thinking about your role in that, which was, you know, you're, you're a brother in the Father's house, mm-hmm. and... You, you may have a victory in a certain area of your life and you, you have insight into what it means to be a, a son of God and that's the joy of being in the together is that we as brothers and sisters can point out our blind spots mm. and be Jesus for them. You know, you, you the things you said to him, it was it was Jesus speaking through you and saying, Bro, that's not that's not the family way. <laughs> You know, you don't need that here. That's that's not needed in this kingdom because the Father is generous and He's good and He has enough for all of us. And mm-hmm. and you don't need to take the credit and you don't need to be afraid. Um, you know, a lot of times we do those things just out of self-protection. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of being vulnerable. You know, giving somebody credit uh, can feel really vulnerable to someone. Like, oh, I needed them, mm-hmm. or you know, oh, I, I you know. I'm not self-sufficient, you know, so there's, a, there's a whole number of things that could be addressed there, but isn't it amazing how, you know, you just asked some questions and pointed some things out and you witness the Holy spirit, like bringing change. Cause only God can change hearts. That's right. And um, you know, that, that breakthrough, you know, I could see the father <laughs> smiling and rejoicing over, over that conversation. So Matt, that
0: we that- all have that stuff. Matt, check this out. Right. So first off, I left this part out of the story. My buddy, he was an orphan. He was adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And these are his adoptive parents that gave him a, a chance at life and gave him a good life. Right. And he doesn't yeah. even know how to receive their love because yeah. when he was a baby, he was rejected yeah. right? his, his own uh, biological parents. And it's like, yeah, let me tell you about the orphan spirit. Cause while on the topic, it's,
1: Orphan spirit is is something that affects a lot of people, even people who do have parents or, or adopted parents. And what it looks like is it's it's really a, a perspective on life and it's one that says I don't have what it takes for life. Hmm. I didn't get what I needed from my parents or and, and and there's this sense of no matter what I do, I'm inadequate it's never enough. No matter what I do, I'm always gonna fail, and so it's it's this pervasive and it's self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> because it, you know it it gets played out in your life and you you say oh yep right, there it was I'm I i can not trust people you know one of the key lies is it's all up to me I have to I have to make my way in the world on my own and so when we're insecure like that we're carrying that orphan spirit you will turn to pride because pride is the cover-up for insecurity and you cling to pride and self-sufficiency and self-righteousness and you know in your in your friend's case you know needing to take the credit uh, but that always fails it never sustains us because we all end up failing <laughs> and um, those failures are actually great for those of us because it exposes that insecurity you know when we realize Mm. And only the love of God can take that away. It's only a a realization that we are loved and that,
0: that the father has given everything for us. Mm. That's so powerful. So uh, let me, I'll finish up uh, with the the story because I don't want to just leave it, you know, where that was incomplete. So I challenged him. I said, what would it look like if you called up your parents and cleaned up this mess with them Mm. and told them what you've been doing? that you've been rejecting their love your whole life and that you've been holding it against them. Mm. And the reason why you've been doing it is because you thought in your head that you were giving away your power. Right. And, and you had that often spirit, right? Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's like that you can't survive on your own. You need people and it's like, that is too vulnerable for you. So that's exactly it. You know, you compensate with pride. And so he took that on. And he came in this morning and we were just chatting. I said, how'd it go? He goes, I spoke with my parents Mm -hmm. and uh, his dad is very uh, mechanic, linear. Um, Hi dad. How are you? What's going on in your life? Well, everything's fine. You know, it's like, that's the extent of the conversations. Um, And his dad, when he, uh, my buddy opened up and and told his dad and, and said, dad, this is, I've been blocking your love all these years and here's why his dad spoke for 30 minutes Mm. 30 minutes and shared with him what it was like for him all those years. Wow. Right. Like that, that's just freaking powerful. The treasure was waiting for him all along. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And then he spoke with his mom for 15 minutes and he was able to clean that up with her. And, and I was like, what did that do for you and your family? And he's like, it just changed everything yeah my relationship with mom and dad and then he goes um actually this weekend i'm gonna call up my brother and sister and i'm gonna share the same with them and i was like bro do you get that literally your life's never gonna look the same mm. because of the action you just took like putting yourself out there and saying hey i i just discovered this and and you know, I've been holding it you, against you this whole time, and I don't want to do that anymore. Like, do you get the, what you just created in your, in your family? Mm. Like, that's game changer. And it's all the Holy Spirit working through, I guess, me in this case, right? But he, like you said, Matt, we're called to, to be brothers and sisters to each other. And when we see blind spots in our brother, who we love and care about, speak the truth to them, even if it yeah. stings. Yeah. Because look at the benefit. God yeah. wanted to heal his family. God the Father wanted to heal his family. Right? And, and we just got to be bold enough to speak it. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to say on that?
1: Yeah, I would say that that's just a foretaste. That's just a glimmer of what it's like in the Father's house. You know, well, it, the father is so much better than we think. <laughs> he has so much more for us than we could ever, ever ask or imagine. And, uh, you know, in the book we reflect on what it must've been like for the prodigal mm-hmm. the day after Yeah, yes. he comes home, there's a big party and he wakes up and suddenly he's in this new surroundings and he's got this ring on his finger He's got this new cloak around him. He's got new shoes on his feet. And he's walking around this property that belongs to his father and people are calling him sir, <laughs> you know, and what that's like, it's like, you've been transferred into a totally new reality. The, the day before you were eating slop, you were, you were in the mud, you, were, you, were, you felt worthless, you were hopeless. And all of a sudden you're brought into this new reality and it's, it's all new. And it's like, how do I live that out? You know, how do I just begin to live in the father's house when I've, all I've known is this other lifestyle. And, um, the father is not, uh, demanding that we grow up before we enter the kingdom. He actually wants us to grow up in the kingdom. He's Mm -hmm. not asking that we clean ourselves up and be perfect. He, he actually wants us to, to learn how to do life in a relationship with him, mm. in his house, you know, sitting with him, having breakfast with him, talking with him, sharing our hearts, you know, sharing our dreams, sharing our fears, and then learning how to do the family business with him. You know, my, my dad shares, you know, he remembers the first time he put on his father's shoes. He was a little boy. You know, you imagine the first time you put on your father's shoes, it's a little clunky. (laughs) It feels like, you know, how am I ever going to, going to walk around in these shoes? Uh, but the father wants to guide us through that and teach us the ways of the kingdom to teach us the ways of his son, uh, so that we grow up into full maturity and we become like him. So the, the whole second half of Abba's heart is really about, you know, we talk about five different ways, uh, to grow up
0: in the father's house. Wow. You know, when you were sharing, uh, the prodigal son, right? Like what was life like the day after
1: mm.
0: when I read that in the book that man, I had never considered that. Mm. And I was able to like, that hit me in such a deep spot in my heart. And here's why. Over mm. 10 years ago when I was out, living the prodigal son lifestyle and I was an atheist and I, my God was success and money and pleasure mm. and I was pursuing it relentlessly and I got it and I was miserable once I got it. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's what's interesting is that I was on the West coast partying it up and I'm sleeping with girls all over the place, just using people, just getting mine, Mm -hmm. right? All self-centered Joseph. It was all about me. And I remember what, um, the second time I was almost murdered and how God spared my life. And, and I'd even acknowledge him for it. I didn't give him credit, just like my buddy. He wasn't even part of my life. I just figured, well, glad I made it. You know, that, that was about the extent of it. And I remember not so long after, um, within two weeks, God literally stripped everything out of my life. It was distracting me. All my money, gone. Uh, My cars, gone. My home, gone. All my friends deserted me. Uh, I lost the girls. My actual girlfriend at the time dumped me on my birthday. This all happened within a two-week window, like stripped of everything. And I had nothing. I bottomed out. I I called my sister in Florida, and I was weeping on the phone. I hadn't cried since I was a little boy. Mm Mm-hmm. It was that bad. And I had no one and it was all taken. And I remember she said, Joseph, why don't you come to Florida and start over? You could stay with us until you rebuild. And I was so humbled by it. Right. Yet I had, I had nowhere else to go. So I took my little belongings that I had left. Um, and I sold it for $300 in cash for gas money. Mm. And I had a little piece of crap car, um, still left. And I drove cross country from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona to Tampa, Florida, Dunedin. And, um, I remember to what you just said, the prodigal son story, I was in darkness that day. The next day I woke up Mm. at my sister's house early in the morning in a bunk bed with my little baby nieces and nephews jumping up and down going, Uncle uh, Joseph, Uncle Joseph, Uncle Joseph. Wow. And it was like pure innocence, yeah, joy. And I was welcomed into the father's house. And I didn't, it was so foreign to me. Because a day ago, I was in darkness and evil and mm-hmm. just everything. Bad, right? And now I'm in everything good. I'm in the light. And, and it's been over 10 years of struggling and transformation and letting, receiving the father's love a little at a time and God revealing himself, right? The father revealing himself and it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you, Matt, Mm -hmm. speak to that. Would you, if someone's going through that, like I've been going through that for over 10 years, I'm back in the father's house. They're in the father's house. They've repented, but they're struggling. There's old habits. There's sinfulness. There's addiction still calling them. Come back, come back into the darkness. Remember how much fun you had, right? All that those little voices that the enemy puts in our minds and our hearts. How do we stay and thrive in the father's house?
1: Well, the first thing I would say is that, uh, the father is not overwhelmed by your sin. Mm. He is not intimidated by you. He is not ashamed of you. He, uh, he sees the end from the beginning and he's not giving up on you ever. And um, one of the things that always, one of the great revelations for me, you know, in my struggles was the awareness that Jesus has already won the victory even, even though I haven't won the victory yet, even though there's things I haven't overcome, Jesus has already won the battle for me. And my life is going to be one where his victory gets played out. Uh, the second thing I want to say is just, <laughs> just to ignore the older brother. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some older brothers in your life and there's going to be some accusers uh, who say, you know, you don't deserve to be here. Look oh. at your past. Look at what you've done you know, that's really the voice of your, your enemy. That's a counterfeit father. And, um, you know, stay at the father's breakfast table. You know, and we talk about the father's breakfast table being the, the 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 feet of Jesus, you know, is the, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to his words, taking in his love, taking in, uh, his words to you. You know, f- for me, it's reading scripture every day. You know, that's how I, I spend time with Jesus and, And, um, and just, just know that you're going to get there. Like the father believes in you, he's cheering you on. And just as he rescued out of that, you out of that dark place and, and brought you out of that place, he's going to get, he's going to get the darkness out of you. It's, it's the work of the Holy spirit. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Uh, but he's also, he's given you all the tools that you need. You know, we, we talk in the book about, you know, what does that ring signify? What, what do Mm. the sandals signify? What does that, What does that all mean and that means he he's given you everything that it takes to be a son Mm. whether that's walking in forgiveness which is is huge to, to walking out in freedom you know that's the father's you know the way of the father to taking your stand against the enemy and his lies overcoming the counterfeit father to you know using your authority which is the ring you know, realizing that you have a voice in the kingdom, realizing that you have power in uh-huh. the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. But the father's going to teach you all that. He's going to show you. And he's not, he's not, um, he's not upset at your immaturity. He's not, he's not uh bothered by the fact that your, your first steps aren't perfect. You know, he is, uh-huh. You know, what, what father, when, when your, your child takes the first step, says, you know, son, that really wasn't very good. <laughs> you you know? can do better. <laughs> you know, real men, uh, you know, they walk in a straight line and they're perfectly upright. <laughs> Who says that to a baby? Nobody, right. you know, they're, they're jumping up and down. Look at what you did. That's amazing, you know. And so no matter how many times you're, you're failing or, you know, every time you fail, it's an opportunity to get to know the father's mercy in a deeper way and to receive that, which you need, you know? So, and and I say that as your brother in Christ, I I, I say that, you know, God's not intimidated. I'm not intimidated. You are lovable, you know, exactly where you are. And, uh, the father is, is he's, he's forgotten your sins. He's pushed them as far as the East is from the West. You know, you try to bring up your sins again. He says, what sins? (laughs) And uh, he's just happy you're there. You know, the fact that you show up, that joy that you experience when your, your, your nephews and nieces were jumping up and down, that's the father. That's literally God the father speaking to you about
0: uh, his love for you. Mm. That's so powerful. BC Nation, the thought that God the father is not a good father and you can't trust him, that's the lie of the enemy. That's the lie that he sold Adam and Eve and he's been selling every single one of us throughout all human history. The truth is the father is a good father and you can trust him and he loves you. And just like Matt said to to him, you're his little baby, his little child, and he's fascinated by you. When he looks at you, he's fascinated by you. When, you're, when you look at a little baby, aren't you fascinated when you see a little cute, adorable toddler just learning and discovering the world around them, right? We look at them and we can't take our eyes off of them. We're just fascinated by them. That's how God the Father looks at you, fascinated and in love with you. And what Matt said, really, you know, take that to God the Father in prayer and say, Lord, am I really lovable? Show me how much you love me, right? Mm-hmm. Show me how much you love me, Father. And he will, and start looking for it in your life. He'll start speaking through other people, right? The body of Christ. That's, that's how God speaks to us through each other, like Matt was saying. So Matt, what is the one thing that you want the world to know about returning to the father's house and living in the father's house?
1: You know, I I think about uh, John Paul II and what he said about Jesus Christ revealing man to himself. And um, for so many people, I think they think about returning to the Father's house and and knowing the Father and they think about being good, you know, following the rules, becoming a a church person, (laughs) church lady or church guy. And I think, man, that's really boring. Or... That's just, you know, gosh, I won't have any more fun once I return to the father's house. It's just going to be slaving away and following the rules. And uh, I can just say from my own experience that coming home to the father has been the greatest adventure that I've ever experienced. It's been life-giving. It's been fun. It's been more true to who I am and to what I've always dreamed of than i ever found doing anything else and and the what i've come to know is that the father knew my heart better than i knew my own heart and the things that he's done in my life from making me a husband to a father uh to bringing about maturity in my life to using me in ministry all of that has fulfilled me in a way that i never even dreamed you know even even my desire to travel and uh you know i i've gotten to see things and do things in in ministry you know through my yes to him that i couldn't have i couldn't have created a dream job <laughs> where i get to do the things that you know it, it, just nobody gets to do these things and it, it's all because my father knows me he loves me and i, I said yes to an adventure 20 years ago mm-hmm. um so I, I, I my encouragement is that he's so much better than you think and, and you think you may think be tempted to think you're losing your life, but you're actually getting your life.
0: You're, you're saying yes to the adventure. Powerful words from Matt Lozano. You can find Matt at heartofthefather.com. That's heartofthefather.com. BC Nation, listen to the wisdom bomb that Matt just dropped on you. You can trust God the Father. He's got awesome plans for your life. Better than anything you could come up with on your own. I'm living it right now. Like, I'm just at the start of it because I recently said yes, right? And it wasn't a fake yes. In the past, I pretended I said yes, but I actually didn't because there was parts of my heart and my life that I would not surrender to God the Father. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Surrender that part of your life, the part that you've been holding back. Surrender the hurt, the brokenness, the wounds, the distrust. If you feel and you're struggling with trusting God because you struggled with trusting other humans that have hurt you and wounded you, give God that. Sit with him. Say, God, I don't trust you. Like, get real. Yep. Get real in conversation. Stop pretending like I did. God, I don't trust you show me how to trust you. I don't love you. Show me how to love you. I don't believe you're real. Show me you're real. Like this is what the father wants to hear. Real yearnings from your heart, right? Be authentic with God, the father and watch how he transforms your life and makes it magical. Mm -hmm. So Matt, really powerful stuff. Matt, we're about to enter the confession round, sir. I'm asking 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Are you ready, sir? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Cool, buddy. And I know we did this last time, so I'm going to change up a few of the questions for you. What's, okay. your favorite, what's your favorite thing about being an adult?
1: Oh, being a dad.
0: What's your least favorite thing about being an adult? Meetings. <laughs> Got that. When you were a child, what did you not want to be when you grew up?
1: Hmm. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Was there anything where you're like, I'll do anything, but not that. Um, math. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Got it. If you could be anyone just for fun for the next seven days, just trade places, who in the world would you want to trade places with? Hmm. LeBron James. (laughs) I love it. Slam dunk. Boom. What makes you smile more than anything, Matt? my daughter jane got that what dream are you scared of pursuing sir um
1: i think one thing that frightens me is uh th- being out there more and and uh having a larger platform to speak i think uh sometimes being there's a vulnerability that comes with that and uh part of my my background was you know fear of criticism and so uh you know the larger your pr- platform the more criticism you get so that that's something that is intimidating
0: you know it was really exciting because not too long ago i got f- my first hater on um on <laughs> the reviews and uh the pod, uh, itunes reviews right. and at first like my humanity kicked in and i was like oh,
1: right?
0: <laughs> this person called me a heretic yeah and i was like you, you weren't know, catholic I'm, enough yeah, about like broken Catholic, like <laughs> this isn't biblical truth and all this stuff. Dang, right. And and I was like, you know, then I sat with him and I was like, wait a second, I got my first hater. Right. And then I got excited because I was like, I'm actually finally saying something worth saying. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. and that's going to divide the sea, right? Mm. Some people are going to be turned on by it. Others are going to be repelled by it. Right. But I'm speaking truth the way God is is putting it in me. Right. Mm. Uh, when you stable. wish you were.
1: Lord, let me suffer for your name, not my own stupidity.
0: <laughs> exactly. What do you wish you were better at, Matt? Um, listening. Mm-hmm. I always want to grow in listening. Gotcha. What secret fear do you have about people still? Sorry, what was that? What secret fear do you still have about people?
1: Um, I think that maybe that I can't depend on them when I need them.
0: Mm, got that. Uh, if you had the power to remove any one form of suffering tomorrow morning from the world, you wake up tomorrow, snap your finger, and it's gone. In the name of Jesus, what would it be? Loneliness. Got that. Imagine sometime in the distant future, there you are, Matt, standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. Um,
1: he gave it all. He gave it all for Jesus.
0: Or maybe just all all for
1: Jesus. How about that?
0: (laughs) I like it. Simple. Three words. And when you die, what is the first thing that you'd like to say to God when you walk through the pearly gates?
1: I don't think I'll be able to say anything. But if I can say anything, it'll be thank you. Hmm. And I I think I just just love to lay down in his presence and
0: weep. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm home.
1: Yeah. Just weep in his
0: presence. I get that. And last question, Matt, if you could come back to life after you die and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Trust him. Trust him. I love that. It's the, one of the most difficult things for us to do is to trust God, mm-hmm. that he loves us and that he has, has an awesome plan for our life. Mm-hmm. Matt, thank you for joining us today. You can find Matt at Heart of the Father.com. That's Matt Lozano at Heart of the Father.com. Go purchase the Unbound book. It's called Unbound. Go purchase that. If you're listening to the show, I'm telling you, God wants to transform your life through the Unbound ministry. And the show is all about Abba's heart, right? Mm-hmm. And living in the Father's house. Go check out. Uh, Matt's book, Abba's Heart. That's A, B as in boy, B as in boy, A, S, heart. Abba's heart, right? And you can just Google that and it will come up. Matt, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you the, the uh, love, forgiveness, and transformation of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: You're welcome. It's great talking to you, Joseph. I really yeah. enjoy these conversations.
0: Thanks, Matt. It's my pleasure. BC Nation, we exceeded our six-month goal. We're actually on seven months now, right? We now have listeners in over 36 countries. That's all thanks to you. So thank you for that. It's time to step up our game. This is where you come in. Go to brokencatholic.com. Become a patron of the show. Chip in $1 a month to become my show partner. That's a super fancy title. Or $5 a month to get exclusive patron-only rewards. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day. And I will see you right back here next week. God bless you.